Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Isaiah 58, verse 12. If you're all there, say amen. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and raise up the age-old foundations. You'll be called repairer of the broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Go now to the Psalms. Verse 11, find verse 3. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for what you're doing, what you've done, what you will do even this morning. I pray that the effects of this service, the preaching of your word, would be far-reaching even to eternity, that you would transform us individually, even corporately, and as it goes out even over the modern technology, and as we carry this word even to others with our own efforts, I pray that many would be touched and changed, healed and set free, and a hope, great hope, would be restored. Oh God, heal the United States of America. Would you say that? Oh God, heal the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We generally have notes that we pass out to you and uh, encourage you to fill those in. Uh, That might be old school, but that's how my wife and I were discipled so many years ago, and we've taken surveys to see who would like to get rid of the notes or who likes the notes and who doesn't, and overwhelmingly people like the notes. Uh, However, uh, the ink is on a truck somewhere in Louisiana, apparently uh, we have issues with our printer, and so um, we have a QR code, and if you have a camera with a smartphone device, Android or um, otherwise, you can just go ahead and take a picture of that. It'll bring you to the link, and it'll bring you to the notes, and you can fill those in uh, as we move along. Started a series entitled Healing the USA, and I think this is the third or fourth year that I've, that I've done it right at this time, bringing us all the way through Independence Day, the celebration of the birth of our country on July 4th. And uh, what a powerful time we had last week preaching out of the book of Jonah. And Jonah was called to his city of Nineveh, and he didn't want to go. And he's like, no, just let him roast. I don't care. And so he, instead of going and obeying the Lord to a city to bring the word to a city of 100,000, he gets on a, a cruise ship and heads towards Tarshish so he could just chill out in Cabo San Lucas and uh, enjoy his, his chill time. Not that there's anything wrong with chilling in Cabo, but, but if the Lord would have you go to Nineveh and you're headed to Cabo, that's a problem. So... As you know, Jonah was thrown overboard, and we preached a message on that last week and uh, how God can bring healing to the United States of America. The purpose for the United States of America is to rise up yet again and to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. America needs to repent, and America's made of families. How many of you are part of a family? 
Okay, if you're not a part of a family, welcome to Kings. We want you to be a part of this one. We're so glad you're here. So as we continue, I've got this message that I'm going to preach to you on this Father's Day called Restoring the Foundations. You know, the Constitution of the United States is a covenant contract really with God. And it is the longest lasting document helping to guide any nation, you listening, in the history of the world. There is, no, there is no document that's been created like the Constitution of the United States of America that still exists leading a nation. Well, that's debatable whether the Constitution is still the cornerstone of our country, but so many are trying to get rid of it. But it is a very unique, a very unique document. Oz Guinness, who is uh, a tremendous scholar, an Irishman from the Guinness family, um, has written, I think, some 40 books and uh, is a staunch patriot and a believer. And I don't know what denomination he comes from, but he talks about the three different uh, aspects of the Constitution that are unique. And he calls it the Golden Triangle. And I've, I've taught this, I believe, last year. Here, here's what it is. Virtue, faith, and freedom. Everybody say Virtue. That's, that's right and wrong. So the Constitution is based on virtue, right and wrong, but it's not, it's not a moral, um, moral law. It's not sociological law. In the Constitution, virtue is based on God's Word, clearly on God's Word. That's how it was formed. They're trying to throw out God's Word, and then the Constitution doesn't work. So virtue, the golden triangle, there's three parts to it. Number one, virtue. Number two, faith. Everybody say faith faith. If you don't have faith in God's word, then the virtue doesn't matter and it doesn't mean anything. And then number three, freedom. Virtue, faith, freedom, the golden triangle of Oz Guinness. Let me read this quote to you. Imagine leadership without character, business without ethics, and science without human values. In short, freedom without virtue. Oz Guinness argues that while the laws of the land may provide external restraints on behavior, freedom requires virtue, which in turn requires faith. You say, what does that have to do with anything? If America's going to be healed, these things have to stay intact. And I'm going to read you some quotes from our founding fathers. And before you think it's just a lecture on, on the Constitution and uh, the, the great United States of America, God is the one that made the United States of America great. And to understand, we are going to bring it home to all you mothers and fathers. Because the f nation is made of families. God has set up three different institutions. He set them up, and, and here they are. The family. The first one's the family. Adam and Eve, the first family. Adam and Eve, male and female. Family is the basis of all society, and if that institution, if that crumbles, then society crumbles. So it's no wonder that the Antichrist spirit is pushing so very hard to cause homes to be destroyed. I mean, you know, it's just overwhelming. I, I don't know if you saw on the news recently, but the, the, um, uh, the drag queen story hour. Did anybody see this? So this has been happening for years. The drag queen story hour, the leader 
of the Drag Queen Story Hour was just arrested for child pornography. Now, you got to ask yourself, in what universe, what kind of brain damage do you have to have? Welcome to Kings. We're so glad you're here. What kind of, I mean, what kind of brain damage do you have to have to put a drag queen teaching kids to know that, that, that there's perversion? We're like, oh my gosh, we just can't believe that happened. The family's being destroyed. And, and when families are destroyed, a nation is weakened. I might say it again, but I was so impacted. I, I uh, had the opportunity to go to the Copper River on a cowboy trip uh, on a Thursday. And uh, we were down there, and I was with one of the, some of the men from the church, and, and um, one of the, his sons was there. And as we're, we got a motor problem, something stuck in the, you know, in the outboard jet, and had to clear it, and it's before we launched, thank God. And obviously you guys have never been at the Copper River. I want to make sure your equipment's working good. So as we're fixing it, I'm seeing the incredible um, uh, wisdom of this 30-something-year-old kid. I mean, you know, I'm, he's a kid. He's not a kid. He's a man. But I said, hey, man, you got wisdom. You know what he says to me? He says, that's because I have a father. His father wasn't, it wasn't even for, it wasn't even for his father to hear. He said, that's because I have a father. And I thought, I'm quoting you on Sunday morning. He said, well, I don't have a father. Well, the good news is this. If you don't have a father, just come be a part of this place and we'll find you one. Be a spiritual dad. I'm a spiritual dad to, to, to very, to many, many people. You have to, you have to have a family. He said, well, I'm a single person. You still need a family. I'm a single mother. You need a family. You need, you need a mom and a dad, and if they've lost or they're dead or they abandoned you or whatever the case may be, you can find that here. You need that. You need family. Everybody say, I need family. I moved to, the, I moved to Alaska to get away from my family. All right, well, I, I understand that some, fa- some family need to be kept at arm's distance. Don't, don't get too excited. we are like, you know that's right. Okay. Three institutions, Family. The second institution is the church. Everybody say the church. Ecclesia is the word that he used. Jesus used it. It's his idea. Ecclesia. It's a legislative body that would be called out to vote and make a difference. When the legislative body, the ecclesia, voted in Roman days, that's how it would go. So the church, he didn't pick just an, a random name for, for who we are. We're the church. We're a legislative body called out of darkness into his marvelous light. For what purpose? To decree the purposes and the plan of God to, on earth as it is in, in heaven. That's what we're supposed to do. So the church, the institution of the church is literally a covenant community of faith where God dwells by his spirit. I, I said something just then. The church, definition, a covenant community of faith where God's spirit dwells among us. It's, it's people. It's not a building. It's, it's people, and it's, it's unique. And the church, not only are families systematically destroyed and they're making fathers into looking like idiots and, and divorce is just, well, if you don't like it, they burnt your toast, you can get a divorce. On and on and on. Families being destroyed. The church is being marginalized. The church is being destroyed. You know, we're here together. I'm going to tell you something. Some of you might think it's arrogant, but it's just true. 
The church meeting is the most important meeting that happens all week long across this state, across this nation. If the church had just come alive and realized the power we have. You know, some of that stuff with Disney is just really intense. I guess there's a new movie out and there's a whole boycott movement on Disney because of the the pushing of the agenda of same-sex marriage and and all of that. I'm, I'm joining them with my wife. Up to you if you want to join in. Go ahead. Not going to see that movie. Get rid of that channel. The third thing is government. Everybody say government. We have a need for government. I said, no, we don't. Yes, we do. Government helps. It, it helps. Beca- it helps people. Beca- it helps us because we're fallen. And Romans 13 talks about that. And there can be an overreach of government for certain. But government is clearly God's idea for the government will be upon his shoulders. God has a governmental system. It's important even in the plan of God. So these three institutions need to be strong. If families aren't strong, a nation won't be strong. The church isn't strong, then, then the constitution is going to fall apart, which the Constitution is not falling apart. People are falling apart, losing faith, losing virtue. And so the Constitution is beginning to slip. Without it, it doesn't work. Without, fa- without virtue, without faith, according to God's, Oz Guinness, and without freedom, the Constitution doesn't work. All right, a look at the text here as we move forward. Psalm 11 verse 3 shares that the foundations can be destroyed. So family, government, the church, those are some of the foundations. And you can argue that, and this is not the be-all, the end-all messages on the foundations of the United States of America. But clearly these are foundation stones. And if you destroy them, you destroy our country. So our country is trying to be destroyed. Have you, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard about all the, the, the food, food shortage? Have you heard about all the fires and all that stuff? You're like, no. Well, don't worry about it, but you might want to plant a garden. I don't want to give you any fear. I'm just telling you, God's on the throne, but they're, the enemy is at work powerfully. Powerfully at work. The psalmist asks the question, what can the righteous do? He shares, all the, if the, when the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And really the question comes... To put your hope in God. And then I encourage you to go to Isaiah 58. We read that. Those from among you shall build the old wasted places. Verse 12 of Isaiah. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you'll be called the repairer of the breach. The restorer of the streets to dwell in. That's us. We're supposed to see the foundations restored. The restoration of the foundations Alan Redpath, a Baptist uh, preacher and writer and author, tremendous scholar, said this, We live in a broken world in every direction. There are breaches which are wide and deep. There it is. There are broken hearts and broken homes that were once were sacred but is in a waste, a waste place. Whereas once there was carefully guarded fence around the sanctity of family life, sex life, and the right to personal privacy, now there's just a waste place. The wall of protection is in ruins. 
and life has lost its meaning. Oh my. Isaiah is a message of hope. Now you might not understand how important the overthrowing of Roe versus Wade is, but I'm just going to tell you it's crucial. And it's not the end, it's not the end of it. I do believe it'll be overthrown and then it'll be returned to the states. The states will have to make decisions, so you make sure you vote. And may the United States be strong independently as one nation under God, indivisible. Can you say yes? What's happened, and, and um, psychologists, sociologists are finding that inside the teenage mind and those who are even in preschool, they're teaching them abortion in preschool. So here's the thing. If inside the mind of a teenager and a preschooler, which they're finding, life doesn't really have real significance and meaning, then it's easy to off somebody. It's easy to shoot somebody. It's easy to take a life. That combined with the barrage of media and violent video games, and they're saying it really doesn't matter, and then just the pollution of sexuality all over the place. It, what's happened is we're seeing a wave of suicide, a wave of just, it's a demonic assignment on our country, and it's not just our country, it's the world. But what you don't realize is that America is like the number one purveyors of all this nonsense. The world follows America in many ways. It's, this is kind of intense, Pastor. I, these are intense times. I'm going to leave you happy. Don't worry. But you want to take this. You want to take this and understand. Understand that our, our nation, the foundation of our nations are eroding very quickly. And it's because the church has been asleep. But I believe, I believe that there's a church that's waking up. You say, well, yeah, I hope they do. The they is you. Come on, smile at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you this morning. Go ahead, smile at your neighbor. Look at your other neighbor and say, is he talking to you? He's talking to me. It's a message of hope because foundations can be restored. You look in the book of Acts, talks about the fallen tent of David will be restored. God's all into bringing restoration of family, restoration of kids, restoration of health, and he can heal our nation. I said the United States of America can be healed. Isaiah shares what we must do, and this is where we're going to look at some different verses that I didn't read, but they're in that text. The very foundations of our nation are under attack, as I've been telling you. Narcissism rules. Narcissism is an inordinate fascination with self. If you'd like to know if you are, have any of that, just look at all your pictures, and if there is mostly you, you might have an issue. If you just see tons of selfies. Yeah. Narcissism rules. An attitude of, I'm the most important one. Virtue doesn't exist. It's become relative. Put my John Adams quote up, please. Listen to what John Adams, one of our founding fathers, said. We have no government armed with the power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, in my parentheses now, avarice is greed. Ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution 
as a whale goes through a net. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Leave it up. Did you, did you hear that? Okay, you don't hear this on CNN or Fox News. You just don't hear it too often. You don't. The Constitution doesn't work without the Word of God. It doesn't work without virtue. He's, well, I, don't, I, I don't know if I believe that. Well, go study. Come back and tell me that. If virtue doesn't exist, then our Constitution, virtue, if right and wrong, biblical, biblical truth, biblically what is right, biblically what is wrong, not your opinion, biblically. If biblical truth doesn't exist, Constitution's finished. He said, was that, is that happening? Oh yeah. Let me give you a definition of moral law. An absolute principle defining your criteria of right and wrong action based on reason. Based on reason. Sometimes in our marriage, you things, see things differently than I do. Facts. And we pray and work it out, but we have something that guides us. We know what's right. We know what's wrong because it's in the word. So if, if, if I had an idea in my mind, reason, the way I see it, Colossians 2 and uh, believe it's verse 8, let no one spoil you through vain tradition, the philosophy of men and the rudiments of this world. Let no one spoil you from the simplicity of Christ. There, you know what spoil is? To rot. Let, how many of you like to just rot? Don't raise your hand. So your faith can rot. You can actually lose out when you step away. Proverbs again. He who wanders out of the way of understanding will rest in the congregation of the dead. There is a dead congregation. I'm going to tell you this morning, people are preaching and teaching out of the Encyclopedia Britannica. All across America. Reader's Digest. Or going through a liturgical pattern, not here, and I'm not, I don't think there's anything wrong with a pattern of a, a liturgy in a service. We kind of follow one. But the word's not being preached. Christ is not being declared. Jesus Christ crucified, resurrected, repent of your sin or you're going to hell. That's it. Repent of your sin, receive Jesus, go to heaven, have the abundant life now. The simplicity of that is not shared because it's offensive. We're about to put our cross up. Oh, you will see it. You'll see it. You'll see, you'll see it big and tall. And they did the foundation of that. It's so beautiful. I took pictures. I sat there. The joy of the Lord hit us. I'm just like, ah, yeah. Welcome to Wasilla. Bum, bum, the sign of life across. Oh, yeah. It's on our property. Somebody said, you shouldn't be putting stuff on. The, uh, everybody can see. Well, if you wanted to buy the property, you should have. And then you could do whatever you want. Meanwhile, we bought it. We're putting up a cross. Come on, somebody say Amen. My mother, in a quotable quote, says to me, I was telling, I was talking to her, and I said, oh, yeah, the cross is about to go up soon, and uh, the right timing, we'll make a big deal, we're going to invite mayor, and we'll invite everybody, we'll see, we have hundreds of people where that thing goes up and gets set down, it'll be great, you won't be able to be on the property, you'll be on that sidewalk down there looking up, worshiping God, I want hundreds of people to come, let's have, let's just have like a, a blowout, 
while that cross goes up, it's a big deal. My mother says to me, well, son, the cross is offensive to people. Thank God for that which offends in you, which needs to be offended. Sociological law rules the land right now. So do you see the way I see it? That's philosophy. Philosophy is the way I see it. Sociological or moral law is here's what I think is right. Who cares which? Who cares what you think's right? How about what we see as a believer? Please understand. And I know we have all levels of people in different faith and maybe interdenominationally here as well. And, and I'm glad for that. But your faith needs to be based on God's word, not, not on what you feel, not on what you think. In fact, the Lord spoke to me years ago and said, you can't, you can't afford to have a thought inside your head that I don't have towards you. So renew your mind. The renewing of your mind, Romans 12, is, is changing the way you think. If we're going to see the, re the restoration of the foundations of America, we have to change the way America thinks. It's not moral law. You can't vote on whether a... You, you, you can't just... Listen, if you're a man, every cell in your body says you're a man. If you're a woman, all the ladies say, hey. Every cell in your body says you're a woman. <laughs> Let's have a praise break. Hey, you're offending me right now. That's not fair. I didn't ask if it was fair. It's right. It's what scripture says. And science backs it. That's like, that's like the guy, the guy who's, okay, let's just talk about me so I don't offend anybody. That's like me. I'm, 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 I'm carrying about 30 extra pounds. I'm losing it in Jesus' name. It used to be more than that. Can you imagine if I said in my heart, you know something? I just want to identify with thin. I am thin. So then would I be called a trans-slender? You can change your name if you want to. You're still overweight. Come on, somebody. You're a man. You're a woman. You are what? Come on, someone. Oh. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Let's get back to being dignified. Maybe. You know, the schools are not allowed to teach morality. Oh, but they are. They're teaching, soci they're teaching sociological law. So what are you going to do about that? We're starting a school. We are starting. And uh, I, I'd hope to be further ahead than we are right now, but we have a, a unique plan that I believe that God is giving us. And uh, we'll let you know about that. And uh, for this fall, a unique sort of, I don't know how, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. We're, we're, we're gathering administrators and gathering people to figure out like a, a homeschool co-op kind of thing. I don't know. We need something. I've got people calling me and say, Pastor, do something. I am. And we are. Oh, God, I pray for that right now. King's Christian School. God, help us to do it. Lord, we'd raise up world changers. Not with our head in the sand. Raise up world changers to invade the culture for the glory of God. And I thank you for KSM as well. King's School of Ministry. The family is being systematically undermined. It's easy to divorce. Got a fatherless generation. 
mothers wounded or negligent. And there's exceptions, thank God. But the family is being destroyed. Faith is not something that is, is, that is openly expressed. It's not, it's not something that's in the public square. Faith is, faith is, is shunned. There's a whole push to remove faith. Do you know one of the number one protagonists in the Revolutionary War were, were pastors? And I've, I've taught it to you before with the Black Robe Regiment. I said before, I'm, I believe I'm a part of the new Black Robe Regiment. I think there's others. I'm a patriot. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to say it. Well, I'm not going to that church. I'll go somewhere else. You know what I've found in Alaska, but not just Alaska, everywhere. I've found people want to hear the truth. Now, you don't need to be ashamed of truth. Don't you be bullied. Don't you be bullied into some nonsensical laws. Do something. Change things. Come on, somebody say change things. God has an answer for the eroding foundations, and it's the church. And we've got to change from being just religious people, religious observance, to actually people that walk with Christ, to real, to real relationship. That's what we have to change from. We have to have God's heart, verse 6. Is this not the kind of fasting that I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke. That's what God wants to do. God wants to untie the cords of the yoke through his church. For the needs of people, verse 7. Bondages being broken. People being cared for. A desire to be righteous, verse 9. Then you'll call and the Lord will answer. You'll cry for help and he'll say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression. In other words... Do, let's read the rest of that. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing of the finger and malicious talk. It's easy on Monday morning to point at the, at the senator, to point at the, to point at the congressman, to point at the mayor, to point at people. Oh, Yahweh. But you didn't even vote, for God's sake. And the Lord spoke to you to get involved in the political process, but you refused. We, we need to see a, a, a rebuilding of the foundations of our, nation, of our nation, and it starts with righteousness. We need to do right. God will intervene. Answered prayer, verse 9. Oh, this is so good. Guidance and provision, verse 11. We honor God by making institutions he set up strong. Make your family strong, fathers. My daughter, and I've just got a, a couple minutes, I'm done. My daughter was very strong-willed. My son, too. My daughter, when she was growing up, she's like, Dad, seriously, she said, why can't we watch that movie? I said, because we don't watch movies like that. She said, well, I know people that watch those movies. I said, well, that's not us. We don't watch rated R movies. Why not? Because they're defiling. How come, how come I can't go over and be a part of it? There's this, there's this party down there at the, at the river. Can, can, can I go down there? I'm like, um, let me know when hell freezes, and then you can go. <laughs> Just keep me posted. No. Read my... No. And, and there was moments where she's like, you guys are so religious and so controlling. My God. Woman, you got to need to lighten up. Okay, then we sent her off to school. She came back after a year of college. Tears in her eyes. And she said, oh, you guys are the greatest parents. You guys are awesome. I've got friends that don't have any parents. I'm so sorry I was so hard. 
sorry I was rebellious and sorry. I'm like, no problem. We forgave you long ago. And she learned now. She knows. She has a foundation that she needs to keep building on like we all do. Don't you let your kids push you into letting them do something. I, 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 listen, we need strong parents, fathers, mothers, and again, single moms. I have single moms that call me, can you talk to my son? Absolutely, bring him in. Let's talk, bring him to church. Sunday night. I've had, I've had single parents say, he's being rebellious, she's being rebellious, can you pray for him? And they're like, yeah, let's, you can obey your parent. There needs to be authority. The fam- your family needs to be strong. If your family's not strong, do something about it. If your marriage is not strong, get some marriage counseling, get some help. Read the word. You know, if everybody would read the word and obey, we wouldn't have to have counseling, Wally. I think I heard you say that. If everybody would just obey the word, you wouldn't have to have any counselors. I know there's trauma and healing and all of that. Make your family strong. Everybody say, make your family strong. Spend time together. Pray together. Play together. Make your family strong. If it's not strong, it's nobody's fault but your own. You say, with the devil, bind him. Take authority over him. Get a word from God. Change things. Serve your wife like Christ served the church. Amen. Wives, respect your husbands. On and on and on and on. Oh, do the word and you'll have a blessed life. How to handle your money. You got to handle your money right. You, 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 you got to handle your emotions. You need to keep, come on. You said, well, that's just too much for me to do. Just fall in love with God. Here's what I found. Fall in love with Jesus. And then it just kind of works out in the rest of your life. Just keep coming. That's why we have so many services. One service is never enough for me, and it still never is. Make the church strong is the second thing. Make the church strong. Serve. Serve here. Serve here. Don't just come and eat. Come on. Come and serve. Find a place to serve. Real discipleship is in serving. It's receiving the word. It's repenting of your sin, receiving Jesus. Worship team, please. But it's, it's, it's serving. If you don't serve, then your discipleship will be hindered. The Word of God and revelation works out in the soil and the context of relationship. You say, well, that's it. I don't like people. Well, you need healing. How can you hate your brother and say you love God, your sister? His or her angel sees the face of God every day. You got to get involved. You got to serve. Make the church strong. And we are. We're, 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 we're growing at incredible pace. And it's because you're serving, because you're being involved, because you're doing something. He said, was there, is there any need? Yes. Just pick any category of, we, we need multiple teams and everything. Is that happening? It is happening. And I'm, I'm grateful. Stop off at the next steps desk. You know, we can make a difference of what kind of judgment comes to America. I want a merciful judgment. How many of you? We can see a great revival sweep our nation. America healing the USA. How? Got to restore the foundations. What are the foundations? Family, number two. Church, number three. I'm so glad I said it. Government. Government. Some of you are supposed to run for office. Okay, I'm not supposed to run for office currently. I said currently because I don't know. I feel this governmental thing. I don't really know what about that, but I'm a, I'm a vote. Listen, if you're a Christian, you vote. You vote. God needs you. 
Come on, point, point your finger at your neighbor and say, God needs you. Reminds me of that World War II, the World War II campaign to get more soldiers. You vote. And if you don't like what's happening and you didn't vote, just be quiet. Pray and get involved in the next. I thank God for election cycles. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, the closing moments of this service. Once you give your heart to Jesus for the first time and make a recommitment to Him, you say, That's me. Wonderful. Pray this right out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash and cleanse me. Make me new. And just as Jesus rose from the grave, raise my life up to make a difference. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. I pray, Holy Spirit, touch and fill each and every one. And I pray for these in the hearing this morning. I pray, Lord, for the families to be strong. I pray healing and marriages, healing in children, restoration of that which is broken. Lord, release your touch upon every single family. I pray for those who've been through divorce, God, that you would heal them. I pray, God, for, I pray against divorce. I pray that that spirit would not operate and you would raise up strong marriages. I pray for single mothers right now that you'd strengthen them. I pray for single people. I pray for all the singles here. Touch them, help them to live for you with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. I pray for single fathers. I pray for for children, God. Touch them. Make families strong here. Come on, lift your voice for a moment. I'm almost done. We pray, God, for our church. We pray, God, that we would grow to the right and the left, the tent pegs that expand. I thank you, God, for what you're doing all over the world. One church in 500 locations. Thank you. May King's Cathedral and Chapels flourish and grow. And not just our church, your church, the church, all across America, all across the world. Raise up another black robe regiment. Put fire in the bellies of pastors and preachers to be uncompromised. God, lead us and guide us and make the church strong. Let there be an awakening in this hour. Let there be revival yet again. Lord, do it, I pray. We've heard of your fame in previous generations. Do it again in this hour of history. Heal America, God, in the name of Jesus. And we pray for government. Come on, pray for government. My God, we need to pray. We need to pray for righteous leadership, not based on reason, based on the word. That the Constitution would stay intact because there'd be a great awakening in families, the church, and government. Bless our governmental leaders. Lord, touch our president. Touch all those that are around him. All the influences there, all the Congress and all the judiciary and all the legislature. We pray, God, for the Senate. We pray, God, for your intervention in the government of the United States of America and the nations of the world. Lord, thank you. Thank you. May there be a healing and a restoration of the broken walls of the foundation of this country. Heal the USA. Come on, would you say that? Heal the USA. In Jesus' name, would you give a big amen to God? Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.